David said that uh, I will wake up um, early in the morning and seek you. And that, that is a time when you pick a lot of things, get a lot of insights. And so I bless God for everyone who takes the trouble. I know some of us are in different mm -hmm. time zones. And it might not be convenient. It be. But um, just to pray for grace, for strength to maintain and continue, even beyond the seasons of prayer. Because mm -hmm. the Lord is speaking consistently and many times we are not hearing because we're not attuned to you. So God bless you for your labor and um, reward you with insights that are uncommon and unique. Amen. Amen. Um, I know you've been um, looking at um, 1 Corinthians 14 as a theme scripture for this. I, I just want to read from the Passion Translation this morning, um, 1 Corinthians 14, I'll just take verses six to like nine. It says, my dear friends, what good is it if I come to you always speaking in tongues? It says, but if I come with a clear revelation from God or with insight or with a prophecy or with a clear teaching, it says, I can enrich you. Similarly, if musical instruments or some other version says, um, inanimate or not living such as flutes or stringed instruments are out of tune and don't play the arrangement clearly it says how will anyone recognize the melody and if the bugle makes a gabble sound or unclear sound who will recognize the signal to show up for the battle it says so it is with you unless you speak in a language that's easily understood how will anyone know what you're talking about? It says you might as well save your breath. Or one other version says you might be speaking into empty space. And I know I've heard quite a bit about clear sound and, and all that comes with it. But I just want to bring a couple of, a couple of things to us this morning. And I'm praying that God will help us through um, the season. Um, because it is not just about the prayer in, it's a season we've entered um, for those who are opportune to either attend or watch the clear sound meetings that we had earlier in the week with Prophet Babs, there was indeed a, a, a turning um, because there was some, a lot, there was an impartation that came in that, in that meeting that is for what is ahead. Um, it's important that we can tap into it. You might not understand what happens, but you know, there's something and God releases things. You have early adopters, late adopters, mid-level adopters. We adopt at different levels, but the important thing is to adopt. And what was released, some will pick it immediately, some will pick it, some as we go along and all that. But the season we've entered is so critical. It really is critical. Um, in, in, in the dimension of clear sound. So first thing I want to point out is at one level, what the theme seems to be speaking to, and, and if you look at verse eight, that's where it, it talks about clarity. Um, clarity in sound. When, you know, if, if you have an orchestra playing, I always admire co the conductors. You might have a 50-man orchestra, 
he can pick out if one particular instrument is not playing well, he can pick it out. I've been hearing the word all night, practiced ear. If you, if you know anything about music, a practiced ear is one that over time you come into a place where you, you can, like a conductor, pick out. For, for those who are watching the performance, they don't know anything, just hear the sound, everything sounds okay, but they can pick out if one particular instrument is not, so you might have five flutes, five for every instrument, the cello, the violin, if one of any of them is not, the guy can pick it out. And that's what I sense God is, is calling us to that place of having a practice here to be able to hear because there are sounds all over the place, but it's the ability to discern the right sound for the time and for the season that is very critical. So the first level is the level of clarity. And this scripture speaks to, um, some versions call it indistinct sound, uh, gabbled sound, and it, muffled sound. And, and it, it just speaks to the clarity of the crispness of the sound. So that is at one level. And what, what really came to heart for me this morning was when you talk about sound and, and clear sound and all that, there's the dimension of hearing and there's the dimension of sounding or proclaiming. And what we will be thinking we're hearing is about just the proclaiming, but God drew my attention to the issue of the hearing because you can only declare what you can hear. If you don't hear well, you can't declare well. That's why if anyone loses their hearing, they lose their voice. If someone goes deaf suddenly, they will ultimately lose their, their because they can't hear what they're saying. And it is so important you hear that you might speak right. It's so important that you hear right to be able to discern the right things. And, and I feel there's an emphasis God is calling his people to at this time, to be able to hear right. Love scriptures talk, it says he that has an ear. You, you see that replete across all the gospels in Revelation, it's there all the time. Another scripture talks about taking heed to what you hear or how you hear too. And I, I feel a, a, a constant emphasis on that in this season. Be careful what you hear because there are sounds all over the place. It is not just about hearing sounds, it's about hearing the right sound. And that has to be our focus in this season. Um, I want us to pray this morning because when when there's a lot of noise, you know, one of the things that always intrigues me about the story of Elijah, when God took him up to test him, and he says there was the sound of wind, there was earthquake, there was storm, there was all kinds of things, and then there was a still small voice. And even though Elijah at that time was just despondent and, and, and almost suicidal, he was able to correctly defend that the Lord was in the still small voice. With all the noise, the distraction, the wind, the, thor the thunder, the uh, earthquake and all that, he was able to correctly descend. I want us to pray this morning that Lord, in this season, the Lord is constantly speaking, but the issue is not whether he's speaking, the issue is whether we hear, whether we are tuned to hear. Uh, whether we're on our watchtower 
to see and hear what he will say. I want us to pray this morning because there's something um, in the atmosphere right now. There's a lot of, you know, one of the things the enemy is using is a lot of deception um, that is causing, that is leading to disillusionment and disenfranchisement and all that. And it's just so subtle. It's all about sound. What is released? If you listen to everything, you need to be able to block your ears to the wrong things and open and attune your ears to the right things. I want us to pray, Lord, help me to hear clearly. Help me to attune my ears to hear only your voice. That like Elijah, I will be able to hear clearly. I will be able to hear the right, hear you in the right place and not be disillusioned by the many sounds and voices around me. Help me to screen out every other voice but your voice and help me to be attuned. Songs of Solomon talks about the, the, the voice of the lover. The lady is so attuned to that voice when she hears it, it's like it's just like water to a thirsty soul. That may we be like that, that the voice of our lover, the Lord, we shall hear it. And so let's pray this morning. Unmute mute your mics and just pray and say, ask God to help you hear clearly because your ability to discern right is dependent on what you hear. Your ability to articulate sound right, you have to hear. Because what you hear, Jesus said, what I see, my father do, I do. And so it's so critical. That's what is just resurging in my mind all this this overnight. It's just been about hearing me, hear me, hear me clearly. So say, Lord, just bring me to the place where I hear. Brahma, 
You guys are flowing so much. Mm. Nobody could mm. hear me. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Just to be sure. Okay. Um, there's, some, there's something I felt we need to pray in still in that line because I heard these words. Discordant sounds bring confusion. And clear sound brings harmony. Harmony yeah. speaks of a state of peaceful existence. Like it's almost mm -hmm. like an utopian um, state of mind, place of concord or wholeness. It's only clear sound that brings that out, but discordant sounds will bring confusion. And so I felt we need to pray to set a guard on the gates of our hearing and on the gates of our speaking. Because if you hear wrong, it affects what you speak. If you speak wrong, it affects the entire. Because what it says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So I feel that we need to set a guard on our hearts, on, on, our, on, our, on, our, on our, the gates of our hearing and on the gates of our speaking, that we might hear and speak right and be able to articulate and represent the Lord well. That there is a major attack in those two areas particularly. Because if the enemy can muzzle your speaking or contaminate your speaking, you won't speak right. If you can affect your hearing, the message will be dissembled and you will speak. You, what you will speak will not be correct. So if you can just put some yeast in any of those two gates, it affects the output and affects because you have what you speak. So if you don't speak right or you're um, limited in what you speak, you don't get what you are supposed to get. So I feel we need to put a guard, set a guard, and ask the Lord, Lord, um, David kept talking about setting a guard on his mouth and uh, that he will not speak wrong, that the Lord should set a guard that anything that will hinder our hearing accurately and properly, may he set aside. Anything that will cause us to speak wrong, since death and life lie in the power of the tongue, with that same tongue, you will curse and you will bless. And we know that that will bring contamination and you will have a tepid stream that will not be effective. What we want is a stream that when we speak, we speak with the word and with power. And so let us ask the Lord, Lord, set a guard on my, on my hearing, on the gates of my hearing and on the gate of my speaking, that I might hear and speak right, that I might hear from you and speak accordingly what I've heard. Because the power that comes in speaking the word of God is unparalleled. It says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, that it goes forth with such accuracy and acuity. It gets into every dimension, body, soul, spirit. It can cut through anything. And so we ask you, O oh God, today that you set a guard on the gates of our hearing and of our speech, and we release your goodness, O oh God. We, 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 we tap into realms that are either to untapped. We access grace and help. Father, we thank you because your angelic hosts cover those gates for us. They keep Amen. us away from every form of contamination. Amen. Every onslaught of the enemy is killed, O God. The avenger will not stand against us. We receive grace to stand against us. Thank you, Lord.
I want us to look at Numbers chapter 10. So I said at one level, when we talk about clear sound, we're talking about the dimension of clarity. What we want to make out is that we hear the right sound, that there's no discordance in the, in the, in the sounds. Um, if I use the analogy of communication to explain it, it's said that in communication, one speaks, the other hears. And so there's that, again, it's that dimension of speaking and hearing, right? Mm -hmm. But in communication, it's not just enough that you've spoken and the person has heard you. There has to be understanding for communication to be complete. Mm -hmm. So that's why you, one, one key issue in marriage is communication is one of the key things that can kill a marriage because I can be speaking and saying things. You're hearing, but what you're hearing is different. So as long as what I've said is not what you've heard, I've not communicated. But more often than not, we think we've communicated because we've spoken and the person has heard. But what the person has heard is not what you've said. So communication is only complete when they have heard what you said. So feedback is a very important mechanism in communication. So if I say something to you and what you say back to me sounds different, then I know I haven't communicated and I need to address it. And so in this is the same thing with, with sound. There's clarity in terms of I've spoken, you've heard me, but there's a, diff, there's, there's, there's a second level of, which I'll, I'll call distinction of sound. That it's not enough that there's clarity, there needs to be distinction. And I think that's what God is emphasizing in this period. It's not just that the sound is clear in terms of you can make out the sound so you can know the trumpet from the from the um, drums and from keyboard. It's not just that. There's something behind each sound. Each one is distinct. One version talks about distinctive sounds. So I want us to look at Numbers 10, and I'll just quickly read the ten, first 10 verses to illustrate some. Numbers 10 verse, from verse 1, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. 
That's generally what it does. But he breaks it down. He says in verse 3, when they blow both of them, he says all of the congregation shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. He says, but if they blow only one, he says, then the leaders, the heads of the divisions of Israel shall gather to you. He says, when you sound the advance, the camps that lie on the east side shall then begin their journey. When you sound the advance the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journeys. He says, and when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but not sound the advance. He says, the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets, and these shall be to you as an ordinance forever throughout your generations. He says, when you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, he says, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. He says, also, in the day of your gladness, in your appointed feasts, and at the beginning of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, and they shall be a memorial for you before your God. I am the Lord, your God. And so, in First Corinthians, we were talking about the sound. It just said in verse 8, the, the bugle sounds the alarm for war. But we read in this scripture that different sounds of the trumpet. It is not just war. It pretty much directs every part of your life. So there's one that you blow that calls the whole congregation to gather together. There's one that you blow that will gather only the leaders. There's one that you blow that speaks of an advancement of a particular camp, the East camp. There's another that speaks of the advancement of the South camp. Now, it's one thing to hear the sound and it's clear, crisp. It's another to be able to interpret what it's saying. And I feel that's the part what is emphasizing now. So clear sound is not just about what you hear. So at the first level, base level is the hearing. At the second level is the interpretation. And that's what I feel God is emphasizing this season really deeply. It's, it's looking for those who can discern. And so for those who are following the Day of the Lord conference, whether you are here or in Jos or in Abuja, you would see there was there was a constant stream about trying to, there was about discernment. I mean, particularly in Jos, Tiffany uh, spoke about it. Tommy wasn't there. When he came, he spoke about the same thing. It was just so amazing. Discernment. In Abuja, we're talking about the spirit of Jezebel brings deception and tries to muzzle. But the only way you can overcome is have that spirit of discernment. And that is so crucial right now. You see it playing out because we're in the age of the hashtag. Someone starts a hashtag, it becomes a movement and everybody just follows with it. So um, today, you know, throughout the whole George Floyd issue, it was about Black Lives Matter. Today, you're hearing a different tune about what Black Lives Matter stands for. And many stood against it at the time and they were shouted down, you're Black, you're talking, and and all that. Now you're seeing something else. So it is a season where you, you don't just follow the crowd. You don't be part of the herd. You need to hear. You need to be able to discern right. It is so critical because there's so many sounds out there. And, and one of the things that both Tiffany and Tommy said is discernment is not just about determining what is right and wrong. It's about what is right and almost right. Because the enemy will not come with what is wrong. His temptation of Eve was not 
He says, has God said, just planted that seed. So he won't come out to say, God didn't say. He will come out and plant doubt. So what is right and almost right? And he just twisted what was said and Eve took it up and went down. And that is the, the key for this season. Discernment is so key. What sound are you hearing? It's your ability to interpret what you're hearing that matters, not just hearing the sound. So yeah, you can hear the sound because the, 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 the enemy is called the angel of light. He comes and appears as light. Everything is deceptive about him. And it's only when you look beyond or can discern right. Discernment speaks of insight, judgment, wisdom, understanding. It is so crucial in this season that the sounds you hear, you can interpret them correctly. Otherwise, you will go the wrong way. The scripture talks about even the elect will be deceived. There are doctrines that are flying around like wind. And ability to correctly interpret is what will matter. Last year, when COVID hit, there was this whole worry about is now the end times have come. We know we have been in the end times since the time of Paul. But we now felt, ah, rapture is about to happen. Lack of understanding, lack of clarity. It is so crucial in this season. I want us to pray for the ability to interpret or for deepening of the spirit of discernment in us. I look at Philippians 1.9 and I'll look at Proverbs 2. Let me look at Proverbs 2 first. Proverbs chapter 2. The first five verses. Proverbs 2. From verse 1 it says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to, to wisdom, and apply your heart to understanding. It says, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, it says, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And truly, that's all we, we look for. In all the searching we do, whether we, 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 we are searching for the knowledge, true knowledge of God, and the fear of the Lord. Everything else we try to replace it with is just a prop. Money, sex, men, women, whatever. All those things are just temporal and unsatisfying. The end game for us is always the knowledge of God and the fear of the Lord, that we walk in it in fullness. That's what brings satisfaction, completion. And we need discernment to get there because it says we must look for it it says you cry out for discernment and you seek for it as if you're looking for with everything you have. <clears throat> what I want us to pray is Philippians 1. Philippians 1 verse 9. It says, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. The amplified of that verse says, and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance 
and more comprehensive discernment. I like the amplified, it, it truly amplifies. Comprehensive discernment. That's what I want us to pray for. That Lord, I don't just want to hear the sound. I want to hear and be able to interpret and discern accurately. I want to be able to discern what sound you have, what, what you are sounding. So, you know, God is a God of many levels. So he can give one word and it's understood in diverse levels. We don't just want the level of clarity. We want the level of discernment and interpretation or comprehensive discernment as this scripture says. Communication again, it says that ability to understand completes the cycle. It's not just that you've heard and you've spoken. It's that hearing and speaking, we are on the same page. Otherwise, it's futile. The same thing for our faith in this, in this season. Our ability to be effective for God is dependent on us having clarity, understanding, and interpreting right. So that when we respond, many times, when you respond, you will seem to be a loner or a lone voice. A man of God years ago used to say, when he's praying about something and it's not clear which way to go, he feels this way he should go. He'll go and ask unbelievers. And then more, out of, more often than not, where they say go, he'll go the opposite. Because with, in unison, they'll be saying go this way. Because the ways of God are very different. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. If you want to receive, you give. It's always upside down. I just want us to pray and ask God, Lord, release upon me a spirit of comprehensive discernment in this time. That I will be, discernment speaks about spiritual insight, the ability to ha have insight about things. As they happen, you interpret accurately and you respond appropriately. That in this season, the enemy, he says, is going about seeking whom he will devour. He's just looking for who will just step out of line and he just jump on you. This is a season to ensure that you're very deliberate and intentional about little foxes. Those things that trip us up. Because that is what the enemy is using to draw people out. So anger, envy covetousness, jealousy, those little foxes that don't seem so big in the scheme of things can pull you down. Anger took out Moses. Covetousness took out Ananias and Sapphira. Those things, they grow. It says, James 3.16 is a scripture I love so much. It says that where there's envy and strife, there's confusion and every evil work. Envy and strife don't seem severe in themselves, but what they lead you to is confusion and every evil work. And one of the most clear demonstrations of that for me is David. He fell into adultery with Bathsheba, but it was a short step from adultery to murder. He didn't bat an eyelid, he just cross that bridge very easily. It started out small, but it went big. 
in 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 a hair's breadth, just very quickly without thinking, batting an eyelid. He just did it. And so we need to take out the little foxes because they create such a major impact. So I want us to pray for that God will put lay upon us that spirit of comprehensive discernment that we will correctly discern as we hear sounds, as we hear things, as things come. We've already prayed that we set a guard on our, the gates of our hearing and on our speaking, that not only those guards will be there, but we'll be able to correctly um, aggregate things and assess them and interpret so that our actions will be with spiritual insight and accuracy. Is one who walks in spiritual insight can um, correctly discern and correctly act. So let us pray and ask that the Lord will rest, grant us that ability to walk in comprehensive discernment. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, as we come before you. Oh, Jesus, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Give us the ability, Lord, to walk in comprehensive discernment, Lord. Understanding the world, complete discernment, Lord.
I want us to pray another another aspect of discernment, you know. Um one of the things God is doing, uh, I'm very mindful at this time of um, how God is linking, bringing people together. Mm. Um, if you are the meetings or you follow the meetings earlier in the week, particularly the last day, uh, Prophet Babs, what he was, what, what resonated so strongly in my spirit was when he was talking about new wine. Um, a new wine skin. I mean, we know that scripture in and out, but we don't know it because God has been speaking about build me a new wine. You know, we keep talking about the church is this, the church is that, but God doesn't work in numbers. He works with a core. He always works with a remnant. And the remnant comes out of the larger. So you see the analogy of Gideon's army. The army was 32,000 strong. And I mean, something I was speaking about just last Saturday, and then he spoke about it. And God pruned it down to 300. Because the issue is not the numbers. So again, discernment has to be how God sees, not how we see. That's why it was important we prayed for discernment according to the ways of God. Now, the 300 had to, they, there was a peculiarity about them. The, the test was very simple and seemingly mundane, but it spoke volumes because 
how they drank water was a qualification for something else. It showed that they were alert and they were sensitive. And that's what God was looking for. He was not just looking for people who, even if you are the best fighter and the most skilled swordsman or uh, whatever, he wasn't looking for that. He was looking for sensitivity, alertness. And so we need to discern the right company. And it's so critical because the testings that will come are going to literally try our faith. Daniel 7 says that in verse 25 thereabouts, it says that the enemy who came against them, it says his intention was to wear down the saints. It says, and they were almost overcome until the ancient of days came and he got victory for the saints. They were overwhelmed. Now, it is so important that we have clarity on who the company we should be running with are. Otherwise, that decision can cost us big. Daniel was very clear about the people he ran with. They had to understand his ways. Even Joseph in captivity in Egypt, you see that he was among the Egyptians, but he would eat separately from them. He kept his faith. And when his, his servant, who he sent to put uh, feed in and put his cup in Benjamin's sack and all that, his servant understood his ways. So even in a dominant society, as dominant as Egypt was in terms of their religion, he kept that stream. And those who are close to him could understand. Our ability to stand firm in these times it's going to be very critical or is closely linked to our ability to run with the right company. John 3.8. John 3.8 says, the wind blows where it wishes. It says, and you hear the sound of it. It says, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. Mm -hmm. It says, so is everyone who is born of the spirit. We need to be able to see and hear and sense by the spirit and be able to connect to the right ones. Know that scripture that says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Now the word church there is was lost in translation by when we're translating to King James because the monarchy in England is the supreme authority and the church of England, the queen or king is the head of the church of England. That's an anomaly, but it had to be done. The original word for church is ecclesia. Ecclesia means a governing body. And the king could not allow that. It would cause the people to think that they are in governance and it will con that be contrary to his authority. That's why it was watered down. But the true word of church is to be ecclesia, a governing council, the parliament, the ones who carry God's legislative government. And what I feel God is accentuating in this season is the ecclesia. 
It is the people who will stand for him. So it is so important you know your company. Many times people will just get up. Like I, I said, it's the hashtag time, the age of the hashtag. So everybody just has one hashtag. Everybody just jumps on the bandwagon without thinking, without knowing. And you, you only realize later that that whole thing, it's so easy to spread fake news now. You just start one piece of news, everybody's just following. And it was just a, it was recently in Nigeria, someone had posted, a filmmaker put out a story that seemed talking about ritual killing and all that. And it was just a synopsis of a, 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 but everybody took it as gospel truth. He had to come out and say, no, this was just a creative idea. Everybody had gone in a different direction. That's the world we live in today. You need to be able to correctly discern things and people because the strength that God has given you is, res is resident in the right company. You know, Prophet Bob said something in the Sunday meeting, the array. The array is what brings out the, um, the one. So you need to have the right, it says you, you flock, the, the, the flock of birds, you flock together. You say birds of the same feather flock together. You flock together, you have to be in the right company. You cannot do anything alone. God never works in isolation. He calls a man, but he will always bring, if he's, if he's calling an army, he calls a man. And the army comes around him. When God called Elijah, Elijah thought his mandate was to take down Jezebel. That wasn't his mandate. His mandate was to set in motion the, the downfall of Jezebel. Because when he told him, go and anoint Elisha in your place, Hazael as king of Syria in place of Ben-Hadad, and Jehu as king of Israel. What he said is, whoever escapes the sword of this one, the sword of that one will get. So his mandate was to start, not to finish. And he misunderstood his mandate. So God will never, he will always call perfection. That's why the cloud of witnesses are not complete until we who are running the race now complete it. That's how God works. So it is so crucial you understand who your company is. And that's what I just want us to take time out to pray. John 3 it talks about one that is born of the spirit. It says you can't tell where it's coming from and where it's going. And I want us to pray, Lord, those you have called me to, both in terms of what ministry you attend, the things you hear, all that is locked in the people you are around. Because iron will sharpen iron. So if you are sharpening yourself against something that is not sharp, you will get blunt after a while. You have to be sure that the people you are interfacing with are the right people. And so let's just pray as we wrap that the Lord will open our eyes, spiritual discernment in choosing the people we associate with. Because you can Amen. choose the wrong one that will take you down a path of destruction even down to who you choose as your marriage partner it's one of the costliest mistakes you can make if you choose wrong because the right one will help you fulfill the mandate God called you to the wrong one will take you away from the mandate and make you available for the enemy to take down so let's just pray and ask God Lord give me discernment to be able to discern my company that New wine comes out of a cluster of grapes. It's not just one grape. It's a cluster of grapes that are squeezed and bring out new wine. 
So Lord, help me to find my cluster, to find my home. Father, Father, help me to find the array, Lord Jesus, in every area of my life. So Father, we just thank you for time of refreshing in your presence. Every time we come, Lord, may we go changed, transformed, energized, and able to walk in victory in Christ Jesus. So Father, we just commit the day ahead into your hands. We ask, oh Father, for grace, for strength. We ask that you order our steps today. Infuse us with the ability to descend right and to be able to do Amen. that which will bring glory Amen. to your name. In Amen. the name of Jesus, we Amen. pray. Amen. 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 Amen.